This is Trivia for Kids, where it's not just for adults anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have here me, Quinn. That was a little interesting. Um, <laughs> You didn't even say hello. You just said, tonight we have here, Quinn. Hello. Hello. My name is Casey. I'm Quinn. And we are officially starting over at 101 episodes. Well, this is only this is going to be the only 101 episode that we do. So, I mean, let's make the best 101 episode that we can. Great attitude. I love that. So, have you come down from the high of episode 100 that we did last week? I wish we did it again. It was kind of fun having everybody have their own category last week. That was fun. Yeah, and it was fun, like, transitioning between people to people to people. Yeah, I liked that, too. Yeah. We should do that again. Maybe when we get to 200, we will do that again. But tonight, it's just you and me. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Singing a song about us, too. Don't you? I suppose they're probably tired of all the singing after last week. But then they get us and we're the singers. So sorry. So I have an idea. I've been thinking about this recently. And some things that have been coming to mind are spreading kindness around just everyday life. So I was thinking we could talk about doing some kindness challenges. What do you think about that? I like it. I don't think there's ever a time where you can spread too much joy and too much kindness in this world. And it's good to just push ourselves to do better every day, right? So here's my kindness challenge for everybody, for you two and for me. I'm going to do it too. This is not going to be hard, but tomorrow, whether you're going to school or if you're going to practice or even if you're at home or if you're out, you know, shopping at a store or something, I want you to give one compliment to somebody, preferably somebody that you wouldn't normally talk about. Maybe somebody, if you're at school, maybe somebody who doesn't have a ton of friends or somebody who you don't associate with very often, it doesn't have to be a huge compliment. It could be something as simple as like, wow, your hair looks really nice today. Or, oh, I really like your shoes or something just very simple. And that one compliment, I assure you, will make that person's whole day. Because sometimes a random compliment, a random act of kindness can just lift somebody's spirits, right? Yeah, and likewise for if you say something bad, that's going to stick with them as as much as it is to stick with you as a good thing. I would say probably even worse. Yeah, yeah, worse. Like if somebody gives if somebody posts something bad about us on our, you know, Facebook page or like gives us a bad review, that sticks with me more than 20 good ones. I don't know why that is if we're just hard on ourselves, but it is so important to understand how influential and how impactful our words are. And so if we're spreading good words, that's what we want to be, right? That's the impression that we want to give off, not bad ones. Yep. So that's my kindness challenge. Can you do it, Quinn? I bet I can. What about you? Oh, I know I can. I'm going to I'm gonna kill it. I'm going to even give two compliments, Quinn. Think I can go three? I I see your three and raise you four. I get five. Okay, we'll see. Let's try to both do five, okay? Would you like a joke? Yeah. All right. Our first joke comes from Angelina. Thank you, Angelina. What is makeup's favorite thing to do? Makeup stories. 
<laughs> I like it. Makeup likes to make up stories. All right. Joke number two comes from Monroe. Thank you, Monroe. What do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. That's a good one. I like that one. And our last joke comes from Gaia. Thank you. What did one bean say to the other bean when they met? Have you been? <laughs> Some of these are even too simple that they're just funny. Oh, I love a good joke that just catches you off guard. You're like, oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah. All three of those I wasn't expecting. All right. Great jokes. Thanks, everybody. Time for trivia. Let's go. Strap yourself in, folks. We're going to have a bumpy ride. Here's how the show works. Trivia for kids consists of five rounds with seven questions each. We will announce the answers at the end of each round. Each new round will have a different category. After the fifth round, we will have the final exam, which will test you on the toughest questions we have covered in the previous rounds. Everyone ready? Let's get started. Round one, the category is black and white animals. Question one, what large mammal native to China is known for its distinctive black and white fur? Question two, what is the name of the black and white striped mammal known for its strong odor defense mechanism? Question three. What type of bear is native to the Arctic and has black skin covered by translucent fur that appears white? Question four, what is the largest member of the dolphin family? Question five, what is the name of the black and white bird known for its distinctive tuxedo-like plumage and waddling walk? Question six, what is the unique black and white striped pattern of zebras primarily used for? Question seven, what seabirds have black and white feathers and a large parrot-like beak and are nicknamed sea parrots? And now the round one answers. Question one. What large mammal native to China is known for its distinctive black and white fur? I said distinctive weird. The panda. The giant panda, to be exact. The big one. Are there, they're called giant pandas. Are there just not giant pandas? Like medium-sized pandas? My, microscopic? Microscopic. Ooh. How cute would a microscopic panda be? I don't, I don't know if it would be as cute as a giant one, but man, microscopic panda's cute. 
Question two. What is the name of the black and white striped mammal known for its strong odor defense mechanism? That's the skunk. That is the skunk. So my mom used to sing a song. No. (laughs) Quinn doesn't want to sing it. So my mom started a trend when I was a kid. And unfortunately, I passed this trend along to my kids. And feel free to pass this along. But when there is a skunk that has been hit by a car and is roadkill on the road, my mom used to sing, dead skunk in the middle of the road. do 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 Quinn's just shaking her head. But every time we see a dead skunk, do we sing the song? Not me. What? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, we sing the song. Dead skunk in the middle of the road. All right, question three. What type of bear is native to the Arctic and has black skin covered by translucent fur that appears white? That is the polar bear. That is the polar bear. I think it is so interesting that they have black skin so that it absorbs the heat because they live in frigid climates. So cool. What if their fur was black and their skin was white? Well, their fur is not black because then they wouldn't have it for camouflage. So their fur is white so that they blend in with the snow for camouflage. So that's why it's not black. That's why their skin is black and they are white. Would they be as warm if they had black fur as they would with white fur with black fur underneath? They would probably be warmer. I mean, because black absorbs heat. So they'd probably be warmer, but then they would have no camouflage and they would stick out like crazy. So, yeah. Question four. What is the largest member of the dolphin family? That's the orca or the killer whale. Exactly what I wrote. Killer whale or orca is not a whale at all. It is a dolphin, which makes sense because they look like a dolphin more than a whale. They're only called whales because when people first saw them, they didn't know what they were. And because they were so gigantic, they just referred to them as whales, even though they're actually dolphins. Question five. What is the name of the black and white bird known for its distinctive tuxedo-like plumage and waddling walk? Penguin. That is correct. Do you have a favorite type of penguin? Probably the macaroni. I knew you were going to say that. It's hard not to love a macaroni penguin just because of their name. That's the only one that comes to my mind, too. So, I mean... I like chinstrap penguins because they have a little black strip underneath their chin that looks like a chinstrap. And so, I... That's very easy to remember what they are. Oh, it's easy to memorize a macaroni penguin because it looks like it has things of noodles coming out of their head. Orange noodles. Cool. I didn't realize that those were macaronis. And call them macaroni penguins. (laughs) Quinn, I feel like the older you get, the less cool you think I am on here. Just on here. Just on here. Oh, just on here. You still think I'm cool. Okay. Question six. What is the unique black and white striped pattern of zebras primarily used for? I want to say camouflage, but like, what are they going to blend in with? It is camouflage and to confuse predators by making it difficult for them to single out individual zebras in a group. But they don't really blend in. The colors are like safari colors, like dusty and like... I think there's something with the black and the white and the pattern and the something with the other animal's eyes and it blends in with the African landscape and something. But that's kind of interesting to think like also because when you see a group of zebras, it's hard to find one zebra because they're all the same color and they all kind of look like they're all one blob of zebra. So the predators have a hard time singling one out. Oh. Question seven. 
What seabirds have black and white feathers and a large parrot-like beak and are nicknamed sea parrots? Seagulls? Toucans? Puffins. Oh, I love puffins. <laughs> Never would have guessed that. They're so cute. Yeah. Round number two. The category is technology. Question one. A global positioning system is better known as what? Question two. In what year did the first Apple iPhone come out? Question three. What is the name of the device used to input information into a computer by pressing keys? Question four. What is the name of the popular video sharing platform where users can upload, view, and share videos? Question five. What is part of computer programming that deals with writing information that a machine can understand? Question six. What is the name of the online video conferencing platform that became popular during the COVID-19 pandemic? Question seven. What is the name of the digital assistant developed by Amazon? Round number two answers. Question one. A global positioning system is better known as what? GPS. It is a GPS. Correct. What is my GPS's name? I want to say Satnav, but that's from Bluey. Um, it is... I call her Dora. Like Dora the Explorer. Because she helps me when I'm exploring. Every time we get somewhere, I'm like, thank you, Dora. Question two. What year did the first Apple iPhone come out? 2001 or 2007? I'm locking in. That's two answers. 2007. Lock. 2007 is the correct answer. Did you cheat? Did you see it on my no. phone? Oh, man. That was a great guess then. Okay, good. Good guess. Yes, 2007. That was a long time ago. That was before your dad and I were even married. Whoa. Whoa. Question three. What is the name of the device used to input information into a computer by pressing keys? Shortcuts on the computer? Shortcuts? I'm looking for keyboard. What? Yeah, you'd input things on a computer by pressing keys on a keyboard. Oh, I thought you meant what it's called, like control shift that. I was like, well... You do shortcuts on a keyboard, but that's not the device. Question four, what is the name of the popular video sharing platform where users can upload, view, and share videos? Anything? TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, one of those? YouTube! 
TikTok, what? I mean, TikTok, I guess. Videos and Snapchat has videos and YouTube does too, but I mean. Okay, I see what you're saying. I will give you TikTok or even Instagram, but I was going for YouTube. Please make sure you check out Trivia for Kids podcast on YouTube to see all of our live battle rounds and other things. Question five. What is a part of computer programming that deals with writing information that a machine can understand? Morse code? Just coding. Morse code was like back in the day where they would send a message and the beeps, the way that the thing beeped meant a letter. So if it was like beep, 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 that was A and beep, beep, boop, boop was B or so, I don't know, something like that. But coding is like when you're entering a bunch of numbers and script and letters and things to tell the computer what to do. That's called coding. Yeah, yeah. Question six. What is the name of the online video conferencing platform that became popular during the COVID-19 pandemic? Zoom or FaceTime? Yeah, Zoom is what I was going for. Mm. So I think Zoom was always there, but during COVID, Zoom was... What we went to to talk. I had one online Zoom class. You just did a Zoom to kind of catch up with all of the people that were. I'm so glad I was in high school because I'd probably have like one a day then. Question seven. What is the name of the digital assistant developed by Amazon? Alexa. Her name is Alexa. Your Alexa speaks in a British accent. Mine does not speak in a British accent. Ren's does. Mine speaks in the male accent. Oh, yours. You're, yeah, so you can change Alexa's voice. And so the normal Alexa, you know, has like a, a female, you know, like. The temperature is 20 degrees. And Quinn's is like, good morning. Today, the temperature is. And then Ren's is like. Today, the temperature is 35 degrees. No, hers is when we're... That was Australian. What's hers? British? Today, the high is going to be 30 degrees. I do love a British accent, but when all the Alexas in our house are playing a different voice, and Gwen's is like this, and mine is in a regular voice, it's very interesting. Round number three, the category is restaurants by menu item. I will tell you the items on the menu. You tell me the restaurant. Question one, bourbon street steak, whiskey bacon burger, Oreo shake. Question two, cheddar bay biscuits, Garlic Shrimp Scampi, The Ultimate Feast. Question three. The Whopper, Chicken Fries, Hershey's Sunday Pie. Question four. All-you-can-eat soup, salad, and breadsticks. The tour of Italy. Chicken Alfredo. Question five. Crunch wrap supreme. Cheesy gordita crunch. Mexican pizza. 
Question six. Big Mac, filet fish Shamrock Shake. Question seven. Spicy East Coast Italian, Hunter's Club, Ultimate Porker. Round number three answers. Question one. Bourbon Street Steak, Whiskey Bacon Burger, Oreo Shake. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got the Bourbon Street Steak with the Oreo Shake. It's- I had to start with an easy one since we liked that song. But Applebee's is the answer. Question two. Cheddar Bay Biscuits, Garlic Shrimp Scampi, The Ultimate Feast. No idea. Red Lobster. I don't think I've ever been to Red Lobster. Your siblings don't love seafood, so we don't go to Red Lobster very often. Fair. I love seafood. Just wait till you try their Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Oh my goodness. They are divine. Oh my lanta. Question three. The Whopper. Chicken fries. Hershey's Sunday Pie. The Whopper was the only one that stuck an idea. It's Burger King. You were just singing the Whopper, Whopper, Chicken Whopper. Double, double Chicken Whopper. (laughs) For something, five bucks, something. Have it. No, wait. Something, your day. At BK. Have it your way. You rule. Right, it's Burger King. Question four. All you can eat, soup, salad, and breadsticks. The Tour of Italy. Chicken Alfredo. I want to say Panera or Olive Garden. It is Olive Garden. I could eat 50 of those Olive Garden breadsticks and the croutons that come on the salad. They are so delicious because I think they're made out of the breadsticks. Croutons like dried up bread. Yes. Again, Olive Garden is not one we go to very often either. I don't know that you've ever even eaten there. Eaten there. No. Maybe once when you were little. Question five. Crunch Wrap Supreme, Cheesy Gordita Crunch, Mexican Pizza. Taco Bell? Taco Bell is the answer. So good, guys. That Taco Bell is delicious. That once or twice before. Yeah, we don't have a Taco Bell in our town. We have something called Taco John's, which is similar, but kind of regional and different. Doesn't have the same things, but still good. Still taco-y. <laughs> That's an adjective. Taco-y. Question six. Big Mac. Filet of fish, shamrock shake. McDonald's. It's almost March, so that shamrock shake is a coming. Oh, yeah, I remember having that last year. Um, What is McDonald's theme song? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right, question seven. Spicy East Coast Italian, Hunter's Club, Ultimate Porker. No idea. This one's kind of hard. Those are subs from Jimmy John's. Jimmy Jones. I love, I love Jimmy Jones. What what is their slogan? Um freaky fast. Freaky fast, that's what it is. Yeah. My mom loves their bread. I do love their bread. I think it's a little hard, but maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. We love you and I love subs. Yeah, we love subs and we love seafood and my siblings both don't like that and I'm really mad that we don't ever get to eat it because they don't like it. Wow. You just went off there, Missy. I did. 
Are you hungry now after talking about all that food? No. No, because we just ate supper. Yeah, my stomach hurts thinking about that food right now. <laughs> Round number four. The category is international slang terms. Question one. In New Zealand, if you brought a chili bin to the park, what did you bring along? Question two. If you are in Boston on a hot day and need to find a bubbla, what are you looking for? Question three. In the United Kingdom, what does it mean if someone says cheerio? Question four. In Australia, if you told your friends you were going to chuck a sickie the next day, what are you going to do? Question five. In New Zealand, if you went on vacation and forgot your togs, what are you missing? Question six. In America, what mood is someone in if they are salty? Question seven. In Ireland, if something is gas, what is it? Round four answers. Question number one in New Zealand. If you brought a chili bin to the park, what did you bring along? A cooler? Yeah, a cooler. A chili bin. I kind of like, I mean, it makes sense. Oh, how do you speak when you're in New Zealand? Kind of like Australian, I think. Uh, oh, we're going to the park. Did you bring the chili bin? I don't know. That was, that was poor. Sorry, New Zealanders that are listening. I apologize for that terrible impression. Question two, if you're in Boston on a hot day and need to find a babla, what are you looking for? You're looking for a water fountain. You are looking for a water fountain. Maryland? Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People in Boston have a wicked cool accent different than anywhere else in the United States. They say things like pocketbook, bubbla. Gotta take my pocketbook. Go find a bubbla because I'm so thirsty. Question three. In the United Kingdom, what does it mean if someone says cheerio? Hello. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't think it means hello. It could be. Maybe it's like aloha where it means both hello and goodbye. I have it as goodbye, so we're going to go with that. But I'm not from England, so I don't know. Cheerio. Cheerio. We'll say that at the end. Remind me. Cheerio. Are you going to have Cheerios for breakfast? Nope. Nope. Question four. In Australia, if you told your friends you were going to chuck a sickie the next day, what are you going to do? Okay. Uh, Throw a boomerang. Oh, throw a boomerang. That's a good guess for an Australian question. The answer is you're going to pretend to be sick 
So if you told your friends, guys, I'm going to chuck a sickie for school tomorrow, it means you're going to like play hooky, pretend to be sick. I see how it is, Australia. Chuck a You better not chuck a sickie. Never done it, <laughs> but good idea. Question five. In New Zealand, if you went on vacation and forgot your togs, what are you missing? Your clogs or flip-flops or shoes or something. You're missing your swimwear. <laughs> your togs? Togs, T-O-G-S. I need my togs to go in the pool. Question six. In America, what mood is someone in if they are salty? A not social one. I can tell you that. Not not social. That's what I'm going to say. Like, not friendly. You can say someone is salty when they get upset or angry over something minor. So yeah, what you said makes sense. So if you're salty, you're going to get mad like real quick. If you can't find a bubbler, you're going to get salty. My pocketbook. <laughs> My wicked cool pocketbook. Pocketbook. That's fun to say. Don't be salty about that. Question seven. In Ireland, if something is a gas, what is it? Good. Yummy. A gas means it's really funny. A person can also be gas. It would mean like he's gas or in a situation that's gas, meaning that's funny. At our school, we do that with food and we go gas or pass and gas is like really good or pass is like nasty because sometimes the school lunches aren't the best and we do gas or pass. And I was like, might as well just guess delicious. I have never heard of that in my entire life. Gas or pass. Well, if you're in Ireland and something is gas, it's really funny. And apparently if you're at Quinn's school, it means it tastes good. Round number five. The category is creepy things. Question one. What is the name of the structure in a snake's mouth that delivers venom to its prey. Question two. How many legs do scorpions have? Question three. Where is home to the only truly blood-feeding bat species? Question four. Which venomous arachnid is known for its red hourglass marking on its abdomen? Question five. What is the name of the largest species of wasp in the world measuring over two inches? Question six. Which fish is capable of generating a truly shocking 860 volts, which make it the most powerful electrical animal in the world. Question seven. What small to medium sized fish is native to lakes and rivers in South America where they are infamous for their razor sharp teeth 
and extremely powerful jaws. And now the terrifyingly creepy answers to round number five. Question one. What is the name of the structure in a snake's mouth that delivers venom to its prey? The fangs? Yes, the fangs. I don't know if I would have, I don't know why I called that a structure, but what, I don't know what else you'd refer to it as. What canine teeth? What pokey things in a snake's mouth? That might have worked. Question two, how many legs do scorpions have? Eight. Scorpions have eight legs, making them octopods. Scorpions are arachnids and have eight legs like their cousins, the spiders, mites, and ticks. They can quickly grab an insect with their pincers and whip with their telson, the poisonous tip of their tail forward, and sting their prey. I didn't know that was called a telson. You know, like how a scorpion tail has that, like, I don't know, Hershey kiss looking end with the little curly tip? Telson. Never would have guessed that. I thought that was going to be like the the painkiller. The painkiller. That's Maybe that's its nickname. Pain bringers. I also didn't know that a scorpion was an arachnid. I didn't either. Question three. Where is home to the only truly blood feeding bat species? I'm not sure. Mexico and Central and South America. Let me tell you about them. I'm going to try to do this in a creepy voice. While much of the world sleeps, vampire bats emerge from dark caves, mines, tree hollows, and abandoned buildings in Mexico and Central and South America. Like the legendary monster that they're named after, these small mammals drink the blood of other animals for survival. They feed on cows, pigs, horses, and birds. Vampire bats even occasionally bite humans for blood, but it's very rare. So rather than sucking blood like a vampire, these bats make a small cut with their teeth, then lap up the flowing blood with their tongue. The animals are so light and graceful that they can sometimes drink blood from an animal for more than 30 minutes without waking it up. The blood sucking doesn't even hurt their prey. I realized that was a lot of information, but I thought it was so interesting. I just had to tell you all about them. I saw you hated bats. Oh, I do, but that's cool. I don't like bats either, but that is cool. As long as there are no bats near me, bats are very cool. If they are in my general region, I am running away. <laughs> like at the zoo? You're afraid of the ones at the zoo too? Oh yeah, like at the Omaha Zoo where they fly up around your head? Nope, yep, nope, get me out of that. <laughs> I kind of like that. Question four. Which venomous arachnid is known for its red hourglass marking on its abdomen? The Black Widow. The Black Widow spider. They have venom that is 15 times more potent than a rattlesnake. Fortunately, it's rare for humans to die from a bite. But is it rare for them to even get bit or no? I don't know. If they're messing with them, probably not. But if you just stay away from them, it's probably pretty rare. Do you think I could prefer- befriend a Black Widow? No, let's not try it. Unless you're going to befriend um, Scarlett Johansson, who plays Black Widow in the Marvel movies, then go right ahead. She seems nice. Okay. 
Question five. What is the name of the largest species of wasp in the world measuring over two inches? Number one, you, and number two, I have no idea. It's called a murder hornet. It is also called an Asian giant hornet. Their sting delivers excruciating pain that victims have likened to hot metal driving into their skin. Oh, I hate I hate bees and I hate wasps. They're worse than bats. Could you imagine seeing a murder hornet? I mean, okay, let's think about how long two inches is. Probably about, you know, a little less long than my finger here. Wow. That is a huge, huge wasp. Probably about the size of your finger. No, thank you, murder hornets. You stay with the vampire bats and away from Casey. Question six. What fish is capable of generating a truly shocking 860 volts, which make it the most powerful electric animal in the world? That's the eel. That is the electric eel. I think that eels are so cool, but they're so ugly. They are so creepy looking. (sighs) They have that flotsam and jetsam, but like real life they look like even slimier and their faces are like less animated and like more rectangular and nasty and they are just creepy this was a perfect category for them question seven what small to medium-sized fish is native to lakes and rivers in south america where they are infamous for their razor sharp teeth and extremely powerful jaws Piranha? Yes, piranhas. So your dad and I talked about piranhas in the last episode about how we were scared of them when we were little, even though there aren't piranhas near us. Do you have a fear of piranhas? Yes and no. That's the thing. Not really, but I would be scared if I was in a pool with them. Oh, so like they don't, you're not scared when you're around here thinking that a piranha is going to get you. But if you were in water with a piranha, you would be scared. Or like when I'm next to it and looking at it, I I would be afraid I would jump out. Oh, gotcha. And now it's time for the final exam. Now, remember, you've heard these questions in the previous rounds, but these were the hardest ones we've had. So use your memory and try to think back to what the answers are. Question one. What seabirds have black and white feathers and a large parrot-like beak and are nicknamed sea parrots? Puffins. Question two. What year did the first Apple iPhone come out? 2007. Question three. Where is home to the only blood-feeding bat species? Mexico and Central and South America. Question four. What is the largest member of the dolphin family? The orca. Question five. What is the name of the online video conferencing platform that became popular during the COVID-19 pandemic? Zoom. Question six. What is the unique black and white striped pattern of zebras primarily used for? Camouflage or to confuse predators. Question seven. What is the name of the largest species of wasp in the world measuring over two inches? 
the murder hornet or the Asian giant hornet. And that's the end of our first episode into the 100s. And here come your shout outs. Coding comes from Michael, the coding guy. Thank you, Michael, the coding guy. International slang terms comes from Knox and June. Thank you, Knox. Thank you, June. Creepy things comes from AJ. Appreciate it, AJ. Pandas comes from Everly. Thank you, Everly. Snakes comes from Nora. Thank you, Nora. Restaurants buy menu item comes from Judah. Thank you, Judah. Things that are black and white come from Alma. Thanks, Alma. And your conversation topic, Quinn, if you could be any animal, which would it be? Maybe a chameleon because they could change colors to any surroundings and I could sneak into anywhere. But I wouldn't want to stay a chameleon. I wish I could transform back and forth. You? Oh, wow. That was quick on your feet. Um, I would choose to be an orangutan. Why? I don't know. I just feel like they just kind of get to swing around all day and eat and just sort of hang out. You know what? You do remind me a little bit of a monkey. Hey, thanks. Well, I am a primate. We learned that. So are you. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hi. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Trivia for Kids podcast. If you have not done so already, please give us a five-star review. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss a new episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Trivia for Kids Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you can catch all of our live videos. You can email us at Trivia for Kids Podcast at gmail.com. And birthday shout outs are available for Patreon subscribers.